welcome to the Good News Highlights, where you're able to listen to the best of what the Good News Magazine has to offer. I'm Ben Wells, the tech guy of our group. I program and maintain the website as well as any other online platforms we have. This is issue 30. Concupiscence and Free Will by Thomas M. Cabean Every person has free will. Free will is the ability to choose between things for which there are motives. We do not make a choice for anything that does not have a reason for doing it. That is absurd. Free will is held as an unalterable truth by the Catholic Church and can be proven by the way we use words. If you said you were going to come to my birthday party and proceeded to not come without telling me, I would say you were denying your obligation. I would not say this to a computer or a squirrel, for they have no free will. Common sense proclaims that there is free will, and to deny common sense is ridiculous. Free will is a great gift from God, a gift that he gave to only two of his creations, the angels and men. The angels were given a choice at their creation to either follow God or not. Some did and some didn't, hence the angels and the fallen angels, or demons. God also gave free will to men at the beginning of humanity, as illustrated by Adam and Eve's free choice to obey or not obey God's command. But one may ask why God gave us free will when he wants us to follow his divine will and could easily make us do so. But this would make us cease to be human, we would only be instruments of God. Therefore, God gave us the choice to love him or to sin. It is better when one loves on their own rather than out of fear or coercion, for it isn't love when forced. Now that we have established the fact that we can choose between two things, we can consider the hindrances of free will, especially concupiscence. Concupiscence is the rebellion of our lower against our higher nature, the flesh against the spirit, Father John Lowe. This rebellion is the primary hindrance to free will. We like our body to be happy. While this is not necessarily a bad thing, when we let our physical passions come instead of our morals, this is not good. But when we allow this to happen, we commit specific sins. Concupiscence in itself is not a sin, but merely a tendency to sin. This, therefore, clouds our free will and makes us less to blame. In conclusion, hopefully you now know a little more about the free will you have and the concupiscence that sometimes hinders it. Next up is a bit of a special article. This is an interview with seminarian Kyle Dowd. Our editor, Thomas Cabean, asked seminarian Kyle Dowd, who is currently in his pastoral year at St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, some questions about himself and the life of a seminarian. When asked when he entered seminary, he responded, I entered seminary in August of 2019 after two years of missionary work with FOCUS, Fellowship of Catholic University Students in Louisiana and Missouri. When asked the question, you are in your pastoral year, what does that mean? He responded, A pastoral year is like an internship year in seminary. It's a pause on the heavily academic formation in seminary so that a man who desires to be a priest can be formed on the front lines in the parish. Put simply, God gives a lot of grace in the life of the parish through different experiences and occasions than you can have at the seminary. When asked what seminarians do with their free time, he responded, As with any person, what a seminarian does with his free time depends on the person. I enjoy music, both singing and listening to it, as well as hiking, reading, and hanging out with friends. When asked who was his patron saint and why, he responded, My patron saint is St. Therese of Lisieux, doctor of the church. I love her supreme confidence in the love of God her father and Jesus Christ her bridegroom. Cardinal Ratzinger contrasted her confidence with Luther's doctrine of justification, both seeking the same sureness of God's love, but one, Therese, trusted God within the sacraments and structures of the church. When asked what his favorite council in the history of the church was, he responded, My favorite church council is probably the Council of Ephesus in 431 AD. At this council, the Blessed Virgin Mary was declared Mother of God as opposed to Mother of Christ, or only the humanity of Jesus. Because Jesus is both divine and human, both natures being united by the power of his person, and because one is the mother
mother of a person, not in nature. Mary is the mother of God. This council teaches that in Jesus, every man is reconciled to God to a breathtaking degree. When asked what his favorite liturgical holiday is, he responded, My favorite holiday in the church is Pentecost, the birthday of the church. I love how bold and uncompromising the apostles and early Christians were in their trust of the Holy Spirit. At the Pantheon in Rome, now a Catholic church, every year at Pentecost, rose petals are dropped during Mass from the open hole in the roof to symbolize the tongues of fire. And when asked our final question, where would he rather study, Rome or Dublin, he responded, That's a great question. Tough choice, but I would study in Rome. It's nearly impossible to go anywhere without running into a beautiful Catholic basilica. That's all we have for you in issue 30. Come back every week for more audio content from the Good News team. See you next time.